Stop acting crazy. BOG checking in with Nolazine TV. Period. Someone who never been on a railroad, it would tell them how it go down in the railroad. It go down like four fairholes in a Corolla. I'm telling you, we we it from a railroad, period. Holding it down. Okay. Maro. The realest on the West Bank is my railroad. Period. Okay. So like and so what you gotta say to the people who be hating on the railroad, like the people from you know From across the river that be calling this from, country and from everywhere. Yeah, um fuck them. That's how I feel about it. Um, we the realest ones. They have a lot of real ones come from Aurora. Ain't you from Aurora? Yeah. Yeah, including yourself. Yay. I'm from Algiers to Aurora. I was born in Algiers. Okay. Oh, my grandma's down Ames. Mm-hmm. So, so. I think I remember going to school with you, right? Truman, you went to Truman Middle? No, only with the Aurora Middle. On the Aurora Middle, one of them. It was, the, I went to Aurora Middle. It was a private school. I got my ass with all Saints and Algiers. <laughs> yeah, but I came Aurora to the, all the way to the East. That's how I became Nola Plug. I came from everywhere. Okay. Yeah, but uh, and but I always tell people like, hey, but I seen some crazy shit in railroads. Yeah. <laughs> I probably was one of the ones acting crazy in railroad. Yeah, but like you know, if I just interviewed a few people from railroad, like they don't want to give railroad any props. Like we had some nationwide artists. We did. We have, we have four nationwide artists. Mm hmm Bust down, MC Thick, Chop, and Baby Boy. Mm hmm Oh, I'm on five. Of a lucky day. We did. We had a lot of legends come from Morrow. He actually was a Morrow middle. Morrow. his brothers. Morrow. I was in class with um with his brother <laughs> and Michael Brown. He remember that. Okay. So we got some big artists that came from that yeah, area. We have a lot of talent. Yeah, but Frank Ocean actually know. went to the John Ever. For real? Mm -hmm. I never knew that. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I do. I do my start doing my research on music and stuff and artists. I don't know if he stayed in Morrow, but he went to John Ever. For real? Yeah. Dang. They didn't even know that, huh? No, I didn't know that. I ain't know that one. All right, but like I tell people, like, you know, I've been through every every hood, through the whole New Orleans, to the West Bank. I never really played Kenny yet, but like I tell people, like, I think all artists should, like, start, like, like actually maneuvering from the West Bank all the way to the East. Mm -hmm. For you can build your fan base instead of trying to, trying to downplay yeah. and what people got going on. It's time for us to start like coming together, marketing and helping each other. Um, as far as from like, like you say, from the east all the way back to Avondale, if you got to go, because they have artists she in Avondale. Wagner, you gonna keep going. You got a Wagner boutique. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, it, but it's just so much going on in the music business. Like all that show money count. Yeah, it really do. Show money and royalty money for, <laughs> for music. All that shit add up. So yeah. being a like being a bouncer artist, mm -hmm. like right now, like all bouncer artists are, are just are like thriving. But you, you know, if you're doing features with like like mainstream artists, mm -hmm. artists that's going mainstream, and like how do you feel right now? I feel good, man. It's a blessing to like even have those big artists like that count you in, um, on on their projects and stuff like that. Um, it's a blessing. It's a good feeling. Um, to even think that 
artist is that big is even tuned into you and your music. And you know what I'm saying? You, you, that goes to show you you don't know who. They're not liking, but they're looking. And that's why it's important to just keep going. You never know what could happen. Gotcha. So, I just did a feature actually with an artist from way from away from on like reserve OG Purpin. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I like, how that happened, you know? Um, Perp's so cool, man. He really, he really so down to earth. Shout out to Perp. Um, yeah, he, he really like, he really, he's a real humble artist. And the way that he carries himself, I can tell that he's gonna, he gonna, he gonna go off so far because of, you know, he's real like into helping you in your craft or whatever like that. But, um... We was on live one night. <laughs> we was on live, Joseph. I, I guess nobody couldn't sleep that night. We was up like four o'clock in the morning. I'm like, Perp. I see. Let's go. Um, we was on live actually rapping. He like, man, we need to get in the studio. We really need to do that. I say, say less. So I call Michael. I'm like, Michael. Um, let us come. Let me come slide through the studio. I'm bringing Perp with me. We got the. We about to do this song. Or whatever, and he pulled up, pulled over, and we just did our thing. It was a fun time in the studio. I love doing, I like doing features more than um my regular music. I don't know why. <laughs> and so you know you had a feature with uh, Fredo Banks as well, right? Mm-hmm. The song so how did that Um, that was actually like a, kind of like a birthday gift from Michael. Um... Fredo was looking oh, shout for... shout out, Michael. We just interviewed him. Yeah, Michael. That's the coldest producer something like inside of my world. Um, but Fredo Bang and Michael have a real good relationship. Um, so Fredo had hit Michael up and was like, um, he need an artist, a female, on his song. And he wanted like some project shit. So um, he listened to my music and he told me like, what he wanted me to do and like the concept of the song and stuff like that. Um, Michael lined it up for me and I did. You know, we actually did a song while we was on FaceTime and um put it together and it is it's the it's a hit right now. I never knew the song well, I knew the song was gonna go big, but I didn't think it was gonna go big, big, big like it is now with the numbers as I'm watching the numbers and shit, like the numbers is it's it's crazy. For that song right now. Shout out to Fredo. Gotcha. Yep. So you know, and we said project, so he if you yeah. think he was looking for for more on like a rubber project? No, it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was more like the delivery, the voice, the energy. You know what I'm saying? Um I I just think that my voice is so unique. Um and when I go in the studio, fuck I go crazy. Okay. I do. So, I got to talk about this feature, though, because, like, this was an interesting video. Okay. Of you and Jay Arson. Mm-hmm. He very, called me. He called me for a feature. And it was very creative. Yeah. He, um, shout out to Jay Arson. Um, he actually, it was a part in his song, and I don't know who he let, who he let hear his verse first, and he was like, you gotta go get the girl that sing the song that dick big. You gotta share it. So, um, a lot of people don't know this either. J. Arson actually wrote my verse for that song. 
Shout out to y'all. Yeah, he rolled. He ate like we we came together on it, but he did like seventy five. I did like twenty five because he knew he was gonna say it. He was gonna do his whole song by himself, but he like you own it. Your delivery, your voice is gonna make the song jump more. So. He kind of gave me like the concept of what he had written down, and then I added my Vani to it. Um, but yeah, that's you see basically my Vani, huh? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's that's more of how that went like that. Shout out to Neo. Neo passed away. He was the producer of that song. Um, but yeah, it was a fun time in the studio too. With that, that was real dope. The concept and everything. Well, you talk about too. You talk about. I mean. she would have paved the way for us and 
did what she, you know what I'm saying? She had to do for us artists, you know, as far as like helping us with music and um, motivating us to keep going and stuff. That's what I really got from her. Gotcha. So you was a dancer first. So, mm -hmm. and so tell us, I'm like, when did you actually, I'm like, start being a dancer? It was like, what year? Um, I started, I don't know. I started being a dancer like, damn, probably like in, probably like 2011, something like that. Yeah, 2011. I was dancing for, um, G-Rock, I was one of his B.O.G. dancers. Probably like 11, 12, something like that. And we would go places. Like, I know you probably saw us. Like, well, you, you used to be everyone. So, hey, you got to tell everybody. <laughs> we used to be outside. We was young. So, um, yeah, like, in about between that, about 9, 11, something like that. Yeah, 2009, 11. Um, that's when I started dancing. And, you know, I was dancing for, like, different artists and stuff like that. Yeah, about that time. So, I'm like, before we go on, like, you know, B.O.G. Hey, but what the state, like, you know, what is the meaning of? Um, been on game. Okay. So, tell us what year did you become one, like, bounce artist? Um, I became a bounce artist. And how, matter of fact? Um... I became a bounce artist in like, I want to say like 17. Blazer made my first song. A Wall. Long Live Blazer? Yeah. Um, my A Wall song. Um, Wait, how you came with A Wall song? Mm, my boyfriend was from the A Wall. Okay, I'm my, my baby daddy at the time. My boyfriend. Well, I knew you about to say that, but I, I was just like, you know, you. Yeah, and then I had dropped. After, uh -uh, after I, I dropped A Wall, I dropped. Can't take that back, that fuck up baby daddy. I can't take that back. And then I came with the, for my hood, for my Roro. Um, but what made me start doing music is we really had no female artists. They, you know, Shawty was our only like female artist for our generation. You know, they had, you know, they had the Miss T's, the um, Lady Ray, Casey Ray, all of them, but I just feel like we were listening more to male bounce than female. So it was something that I was like, I wanted to make a song and just come out as an artist because I knew I, I could do it. I knew I could do it and I did it. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what's the average day like on that for violin? Um, it's, it's normal shit. I just wake up. I wake up. Um, I do like motherly stuff to start my day off. Sending my babies to school. Um, and I just sit down and I brainstorm a lot. Like I'm I'm really in a, a disciplined stage. So uh, I'm just dream chasing right now. I just feel like. I cut myself out from the world as of now because I'm more focused on my craft, like, and what I could do to better myself. What can I do to, like, um, invest into my craft? What can I do, you know, to make me a better artist and a, a, a artist if I'm trying to go far? I feel like playtime is over. So it's like I'm up promoting myself, promoting my brand. 
um, you know, checking emails, listening to beats. I have a lot of producers send me a lot of beats and stuff to listen to. Um, and more of like in a writing stage of, you know, just trying to come with my next big hit. That's basically my day. I don't, I don't do too much. <laughs> I don't. Gotcha. So, I mean, what separates you on that from the other music artists out there? Um, I think what separates me from, I think I'm real, like, it's hard for me to fuck with other artists because it'd be a lot of fake shit going on. And I feel like I'd be too real to be around all that fool shit. So I just try to seclude myself. Like the only artist female in this game I might fuck with is Reedy. Um, Reedy real genuine. I've, I've been fucking with Reedy. Um, Reedy, like, she she reminds me so much of me. But as far as other artists, you know, I wish them the best at everything they're doing. But it's just that what makes me different is, I don't know, it's like they can't take me because of I'm just too real. I'm I'm real blunt, too. Um, and I, I say whatever the fuck I'm going to say, you just got to respect it. And it's just that. Like, I don't respect fate. You know, it's like they out here, you know, it's like they're proud of a lot of pussy shit going on. So I just try to stay out the way. You know, I'm very, I'm neutral. You know, I hate how you buy people and I just shoot out and go about my business. I don't be trying to, I'm easy to work with, but I just feel like I don't, I don't fuck with a lot of people. It's been too many lines been crossed, too much shit done happened in the past. So, well, you know, um, I just, yeah, I don't have time for it right now. I'm focused on me and my craft. Gotcha. So, being in the music industry for a while now, tell us what do you enjoy most about it and tell us what do you actually... What I, what I, my dislikes yeah, about it. what you hear um, about it. Yeah, what I hear <laughs> about it. Um... What I enjoy about music is when I hit the stage, right? And it just be so amazing. Like, sometimes when I leave my show, sometimes I cry because it's just so, it's a blessing to have. To be booked for shows, and then you go down and you cut up and you have so many people just so excited to see you, you know, shows be word for word and stuff like that. Um, I feel like that's my likes of how the way my fans and how the way my city hold me down and even surrounding areas like you know out of state and in state um i feel like that's that's the biggest blessing of them all i really don't have no dislikes about um no music or whatever i really don't i can't say i i really never had no trouble with with nothing like that to dislike you know what i'm saying at first, it was like what I hated about it, how my producers used to hold my music and shit like that. So, well, like when, like that's why I fuck with my cow because when I go to my cow studio, I leave or whatever I bring them. And some producers I had to stop fucking with because I like to make music and I like to listen to it. And if I don't really feel like I delivered um, my track, I don't, I don't put the track out. I have a lot of unreleased music. Um, and I just feel like I really don't have no dislikes. That that was basically my only dislike in music with producers holding my music and shit like that. So well when they do try to release it, 
I'm way four, five songs down the line. Okay. So, if Vonnie could date anyone in the music industry or the <laughs> entertainment world, I mean, who would it be? And I'm also tell us why. Money bag, yo. That's yeah. my dream, man. I love you so, money bag, yo. I think the man just got married. Huh? I don't think he got married. <laughs> <laughs> you hope you don't get married, huh? He ain't doing it. They ain't gonna stop nothing. <laughs> his, uh, uh, uh. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's not gonna stop nothing, baby. It ain't nothing but a, a, a death certificate if you ask me. Uh, <laughs> but um, money bag, yo, I love money bag, yo. I always have been. I don't know. I guess it's because of his voice and it's like his height and the way he carries. So make my pussy weight. <laughs> And so you don't think Mario, well, money bag you, mm-hmm. if it looks like it a guy of girlfriends? Yeah, William. he do, William. <laughs> <laughs> he look like him in a mixture of Jason, the um, Michael Myers, man. Damn. Oh, yeah, he do like Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah, I remember you got that chain. Yeah, he do. Uh, he shout do. out money bag you, man. Yeah, I fuck with money bag you. I'll be like a feature with him, huh? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get a feature with. I want a feature with him and the City Girls. Okay. Yeah, that's my dream. That's my dream features. Um, Money Bag You and the City Girls. Gotcha. So, have you ever been on that catfish before? No, I never been catfish. So. I never. Yeah, but I love when a woman say this, so. So, like, mm-hmm. I got women I interviewed, and they talk about their multiple ways of getting catfish. So, like, a lot of women don't realize they've been catfished. Mm-hmm. So, being catfish can be a guy act like he got a certain type of money or to have this oh, before yeah. y'all got it. No, There's a lot more things. Hold up. <laughs> I heard it from the women, now. And they got these guys who might have dreads mm-hmm. with their hats, and when they take their hat off, able to be missing. <laughs> they got these other dudes. They be wearing their partner clothes and driving their partner cars. They got like, you know, they got different ways that men. Niggas bring you to their partner houses while they partner at work acting like it's their house and shit like yeah. that. Yeah, so have you been catfish? Yeah, I've been catfished by niggas that act like they had, they had money and niggas always have money until you're asking for something. And once... And it's like me. I, I put niggas through a test. I'm a I'm a test your temperature. I'm a test your I'm a, I'm going to see, because when you fucking with a bitch that have money, you know what I'm saying. You got to be a nigga with money. So yeah, it's like I had one nigga like that. I'm talking about we um we out to eat or whatever. And you know, like, real niggas do, you know, niggas, if the niggas tell you they won't go out to eat or whatever, I'll be like, look, come on, let's go out to eat. <laughs> this nigga asked me. <laughs> he like, um, the bill was like almost two two I'll never forget this. That was just so embarrassing. When I tell you, I dropped this bitch off, blocked him on everything, and he ain't hear from me ever. Again. And he rolled you too? Yeah. You probably thought you took him on a date. No, I, I think we had actually met up at the um restaurant. I think he drove his car, drove my car. All these niggas have is clothes and a car. That's it. And staying with their mama and shit. I don't got time for that. Um, but he, we get to the restaurant, we eat or whatever. He like, man, I'm short $100. And I'm sitting back. I'm like, thank you to my soul. This nigga had prop money. His partner was a rapper, right? 
And you know how you buy the little fake $100 bill and all that? You on Instagram starting like you got it. <laughs> and this nigga had prop money. I was like, that was the lamest shit ever to me. Niggas really out here like doing stupid shit like that to get pussy. And so nigga tricked you with some prop money. He ain't tricked me with no prop money. <laughs> I paid I paid the whole bill out. I told him, I said, um, I'm going to call you when I get to the room or whatever and get you the hotel room and all that, the number and all that. This nigga went to calling me private. I don't play like that. <laughs> right. So, like, glad you said it. Like, so, you know, you say you, you want to deal with a dude with money. So, like, my thing is, somebody told me, whoever, whoever uh, I'm going to invite the person, on the date, you usually have to pay for a man, female or male. Me, so how do you I, feel about it? I don't have a problem with treating, you know, treating a nigga or whatever. Like, I'm that type of girlfriend. Like, if, if I have a real significant other, like a real loyal partner, partner or whatever, like, you don't really have to ask me for nothing. Like, we'll sit down, we'll talk about, you know, setting goals and stuff like that and budgets and stuff like that. So, well... Uh, Money, money never have been an issue. Like as far as like dealing with a man and stuff like that, I don't have a problem with like treating a man, taking a man out. But you have to deliver that same energy. Don't right. just be expecting. Don't just a be female. a bum. Yeah, don't just be a bum with it. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll call you like and be like, you know, bring your lunch or some shit like that to work. If you're working up, you're on the block or whatever. You bring a lunch on the block? Yeah, I'm sucking dick on the block too. Damn. <laughs> so what the last time you sucked dick on the block? That's my nigga. Probably like a year ago. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> a little mini. <laughs> if you did the bless before you go bust another jug, huh? Ah. If you bust twice, huh? You either pull up or you pull over by another hole. Which one you want? I'm just saying, you got to be a freak for you, nigga. He gonna find one. So like, like how you feel about that? Like, cause I, I, I be hearing females be saying, "Oh, I ain't doing this or doing that." Then like, usually when you like when you usually not, when you like a hair salon saying that, and, and they got a female in the hair salon, like I'll fuck you, nigga. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm just saying, I just feel like that's how a lot of bitches lose their nigga because, like my song say, "Side bitch, he got a bitch, but I ain't worrying about her." Still riding dick. I know she heard about it. A bitch not spare your feelings out here, girl. You either gonna do what it takes to make this nigga happy. And when you're a side bitch, you can't get your feelings caught up because you know you'll never be number one. And you'll never be for this nigga because no nigga don't really be wanting no bitch like that. Or whatever. So, I just feel like Bitch, you got to be a nasty bitch for up. It's twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three. So like, like how you feel about that? Like you know, and but you dealing with you know somebody's boyfriend, and like you know you get a relationship, and you want your nigga to be faithful, and like you do, and like in your mind you think you doing everything right, but this motherfucker still cheat. Um, you see, if if I'm cheating on my boyfriend, no, if he cheating on you, and like you know, if you've been through past things, like you know. If you dealt with somebody who was cheating before, so mm -hmm. like sometimes, do you think that's I'm like karma, or you just think, oh that's a dog ass thing? Um, sometimes, sometimes it can be karma, but I feel like 
uh, like some niggas just dogs. Like some niggas be won't have a good girlfriend and they be wanting to have a variety pack of holes on the side. Like holes waiting on the side. And um yeah, like holes really waiting on the side to get in the game. So I just feel like some niggas just nasty like that. Yeah, some niggas just, you know, had, you know, just different moments in life. But I think a lot of men just want excitement in their life. Like, if they girl, like, like, if they real girlfriend bring excitement with, you know, threesomes, give, give them a hand on the block, give them got got 3,000. Like, I ain't like, never gave no nigga no threesome. I feel like, bitch, you barely could, you barely could do a twosome. Right. How the fuck you gonna give somebody else some dick? <laughs> I just had this conversation about, you know, the threesomes because, like, a female interview, she was like, man, it's cool to, like, hey, but threesomes are all cool, but I'm asking you this question. Do you think a threesome, because, you know, back in the day, hey, but when two guys had sex with, or, like, one girl, it's called a train. A train. So, like, is that called a threesome, too? Um, it's three people, fuck. It's just, the, the sex count from the gender is different. Now, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to start it off as a man. This is how most men gonna feel, please, in, in that situation. This your girl, mm -hmm. and she said she wanted threesome, and you actually agree to some shit like that with another nigga. This nigga pulled out way more dick than you were sticking in. You not gonna go after him. Did you see that article? Um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they had a real article where a girl had two niggas in a hotel room, and she woke up, the other nigga was dead. Oh, yeah, that nigga put too much dick in his girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they really had an article like that. Um, they really had an article like that. But I wouldn't have no threesome with two niggas. Hey, no. hey, like, if you're a real nigga, I just feel like your dick... You know, when you was young, you know, you you growing up, it was different. You know what I'm saying? For niggas or whatever. But now I'm two grown-ass men in the room trying to fuck a bitch. Like, yeah, if you... Weird. Like, your dick probably wouldn't even... You a real nigga. You know what I'm saying? Your dick ain't gonna even want to get hard. But, like, this was my other thing about that. You know, like, oh, that's the man side of it. But, like, females ain't ready for this side. Like, imagine, you know, you, you, and you love your nigga, you find a game with threesome, and you think you the best of the best. And this girl coming that bitch, give him some God God 3000 you never had, he making noises. You might start punching her in the head. Yeah, because <laughs> that's why I never did a threesome, because, first of all, <laughs> I ain't going to find no bitch, so... If you go find a bitch and you bring that bitch back to us, it must be a bitch that you've been fucking. Right? Lazine, <laughs> uh, make him scream. N-O-L-A-Z-I-N-E. Make him S-C-R-E-A-M. Scream. No, Lazine, make him scream. You heard me.